What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Thank God for Wrestling podcast. I'm host one of two, Johnny King. I'm host two of two, CJ McClure. And today, man, we got some more AEW content for you guys. We previewed the main event of Grand Slam, Samojo MJF. We wanted to say we appreciate all the uh, all the love for that video. And today we're going to end up recapping and reviewing the whole uh, Dynamite Grand Slam. So, yeah, man, first match of the night was Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Casagnoli. CJ, what were your thoughts on that match? How do you feel about Eddie Kingston finally getting the ROA championship? So, for context, I'm an AEW casual, but I'm going to start getting into it more. From every time and everything I kept up with AEW, I've never liked Eddie Kingston. Never. He is always he has always annoyed me, man. I'm not trying to pray on the guy guy's downfall, but like if I was booking at AEW right now, I would be incredibly biased. However, from what I do know and what I got educated on, I think it makes sense that Eddie got the win. But Claudio has always just gotten one up on him every time. It makes sense that Eddie won. So I I don't like the guy, but that was the right decision. Yeah, I think um they said Claudio has won like Eddie Kingston only won two out of the 12 times they faced each other on the commentary. So, bro, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest Eddie Kingston fan. I am I can agree with you on that. I'm not the biggest Eddie Kingston fan, but, I mean, you just got to respect him, bro. Just grinding, trying to get trying to get up in the AEW ranks because WWE, I think he had a chance to go, go to WWE, but they didn't want him or something like that. They didn't end up taking him. So, yeah, he was – it was like a story like he planned to this is like during COVID. He planned to sell his house and like go back to move with his parents because he just couldn't afford it. But then uh-huh. yeah, AW that he had a match with uh Mox, I think it was. And then AW ended up signing him. So yeah, man. Finally glad to see him get his get his solo championship in AEW, man. It was a it was a good hard hitting match. I can't complain. The crowd loved it because New York loves Eddie Kingston because he's from New York. So yeah, man, it, it was a it was a it was a good opener, you know. Now Eddie Kingston has two belts. I know you're a fan of double champions, brother. That is, yeah. I mean, I I can't I can't deny that. I mean, Claudio or Cesaro, whatever you want to call him. I think I thought it would have been cool to see him with two belts, but my biasness aside, Eddie deserves it. Picture of him in the background holding the belts like this. That went pretty hard. Like I said, like you said, I'm a sucker for it. Yeah, man, good for him. You know, what I mean. I've just always been a little annoyed by him because I just felt like his personality and character was just anti WWE because he was bitter that he didn't get signed, which yeah, AEW yeah. kind of always had that vibe to them. But it's, it it seems like he's moved past that. So yeah, I mean, good for him. It, it was the right move. Yeah, that's how I kind of felt too. Once I like first started to get to know his character and everything, but yeah, man, I can't I can't talk bad about him. I'm not gonna try to criticize anything, but. I think that people of New York were happy, definitely, that they finally had someone to to re- get the ROA championship. But yeah, man, him and Claudio, that's just him and Claudio in a ring together. You can't have a bad match, really. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of Eddie's ring work, like they're gonna have a hard hitting match. Claudio is a specimen, like they're gonna put on the show. So yeah, that was that was a good opening match, man. Uh, the next match, Chris Jericho versus Sammy. 
they had a lot of callbacks to WrestleMania 19, I believe, when Jericho faced uh, Shawn Michaels. And the turn at the end, uh, Sammy had on the same color trunks that Jericho had on at WrestleMania. This match was, it was a great storytelling match. Yeah. Yeah, I, again, not, not to keep calling them anti-WWE, on one hand, imitation is the best form of flattery. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it's like, you know, for a company for like your first two years that was just known for taking shots at WWE, you sure do like to replicate them a lot. Mm-hmm. But be but be that as it may, I agree with you. It was a good storytelling match, you know, because Sammy's always been on Jericho's side for years, ever since the company started, right? They definitely botched the ending, though, a little bit. You can kind of tell that they didn't get the full code breaker. But honestly, bro, stuff happens. It still looked cool. Yeah. You know, I, Kudos to those guys for trying to do something ambitious. And Jericho winning is the right move because what they did with the end with Sammy signing with uh, Don Callis. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I am <laughs> the biggest Don Callis fan. He is, he is the, one of the best heels in wrestling right now. Anything Don Callis is a part of, I'm here for it, bro. If anybody gets, like, the loudest boos in all the wrestling industry right now, I would say – Don Mysterio and Don Callis. They yeah. are in the same tier of the reactions they get. You know, and I guess a little bit of my thoughts on Sammy real quick. I never liked Sammy a lot that much either, but that's because he is a good heel. Mm-hmm. Like, like I may have explained this before. I will like a heel. I'll support them if they're good at what they do. But there's very few heels nowadays that turn me black and white were like, I can't stand you. And Sammy was like that for a while, just cocky and arrogant and just all the things. I would love if they ever did a Forbidden Door pay-per-view at WWE, see Sammy and Austin Theory face each other, because I think that could be done well. Mm-hmm. But, and, yeah, but go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, bro. I didn't like Sammy either. I still don't really like like him necessarily. Uh, like Even like his, like the fact that he has real life... What's up? I say something? What's up? Is it working? Oh, Okay, I don't know if it was you, but like my headset, like you just went like all glitch on me. Oh, bro. Yeah, but it's good now. I bet. But yeah, man, the fact that because Sammy, he's elevated and evolved so much on AW television. Like two years ago, he proposed to his first girlfriend that was pregnant, and then we find out that he cheated on her with uh with his new girlfriend Ty, who's also a wrestler. It's doing it. It's doing it again. Here, let me just unplug it. See what happens. And say something, yo. Hey, I don't know what's I don't know what's happening. Is it that's not coming out? Well, like I still hear you, but it's just like, damn. I don't know, bro. I don't know if that's you or me, but because I can um, yeah, nothing's weird happening on my end. Yeah, I mean it's good right now, but like for some reason that was happening twice. All right, but I guess if it happens again, you might just have to take out the headphones. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, man, Sammy has evolved so much on AW television. We saw him propose to his first girlfriend who was pregnant at the time. We found out he cheated on her with Ty, uh, Ty Mello, who's a wrestler also for AW. And now they're together. So he kind of really has made some life decisions where you don't like him in general. 
And the fact that he is now a heel again makes it like even more reason to hate him. And the fact that he's aligned with Don Callis, I think it's just going to elevate him. I like that move for for Sammy. And they even tease like Daniel Garcia joining Don Callis too. So I hope we I hope we get that. Cause like when I my reaction when I saw Don Callis come out the tunnel, bro, I was I was like, yes, sir. This is what we needed. This is what we needed, man. But yeah, man. Uh, great storytelling match. It was good for what it was. Jericho got the win because of the turn. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I mean, really, no complaints. This storyline would definitely progress. Next up, we have a little bit of like a problematic match. A lot of stuff happened in it. Uh, the International Championship match versus John Moxley and uh, Ray Phoenix. This was a great match uh, going into it. Uh, it started off hot. It was a lot of crazy moves. Moxley hit the stomp on uh, Phoenix on the ramp. People started singing the Seth Rollins song. And then towards the end... The finish got kind of botched because Phoenix, Phoenix hit a pile driver on uh, Moxley, which ended up concussing Moxley. He has a light concussion. So they had to had to improvise. And I guess Moxley had to tell the referee that he can't go anymore. So just count to three, let Phoenix win. And Rick Knox, I think the referee's name, the first count they did to end the match, he didn't count to three because he was trying to follow the script, obviously. And I guess Moxley told him, like, no, you got to count to three because I can't do it. So Phoenix hit another power driver, which probably didn't help Moxley's head anymore. And then they ended up uh, counting the Rick Knox counting three, so Phoenix won. And Moxley ended up leaving the arena walking. So hopefully he's doing okay, man. It was just a scary sight. I don't know why they do so many crazy moves. There was a couple spots on Wednesday where I was like, bro, like, they don't really need to be doing that on, like, a random, like, Grand Slam, bro, like. But, yeah, man, it was, it was a great match for what it was. I'm glad everybody's okay. And, I mean, I'm not complaining that Ray Phoenix is the champion, you know. Maybe Moxley would get it back after he's cleared and everything. But, yeah, CJ, what did you think about the whole whole thing? I was definitely surprised at first that Mox lost just because he hasn't had the title that long, you know, since when he – I forgot. He didn't win it all in. He won it on just Dynamite, right? He, I think beat he, wanted, he wanted a – it was all in or all out, I believe, bro. I think yeah, one of one of those, right? He hasn't had the t- title long. So, I mean, I just found it surprising initially that he lost it that quick. Then hearing about that he was potentially injured, then hearing that he was injured and they had to improvise. I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, I hope he's okay. I mean, a concussion is a concussion, but I, I don't think it's like, from what I can see and heard, I don't think it's too serious. Um, I hope he does get it back, though, just because it's always cool, man, seeing all members of the Shield with gold. Yeah, for and sure. The fa- and, and the fact that those guys are top three on the PWI list this year, I mean, they, they said what they were going to do when they joined WWE years ago. They go over the wrestling business. Yep. So, yeah, man, uh, Ray Phoenix is the new AEW International Champion. Uh, next match was the AEW Women's Championship, uh, Soraya versus Tony Storm. Bro, this Tony Storm character... It's so good, bro. She's so good at it. She's just, she's like a, it's like she's crafted this and she's just perfected it. So when she knew she could bring it on TV, that she would be the best at it. And I just wish like WWE would have gave her creative freedom to do this. Cause obviously she's been had this character that she hasn't been able to 
to produce in the wrestling world. So I'm glad AEW is giving the, her creative freedom to create this character. And I feel like with this character, uh, Paul, Triple H, Hunter, whatever you want to call him, is 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 bidding to get her back in WWE after her contract is up. Because this would fit perfectly on on um, WWE television. Yeah, this is, this is honestly almost match of the night for me, watching this. And first off, it's just great to see Soraya still wrestle. wrestle. I know WWE probably won't clear her, kind of like with Edge back in the day. I mean, just out of safety, like, like we don't want you to get hurt. But it's cool to still see Soraya defy the eyes and still wrestle. I love the storytelling in this match. I just love their character work in this match. That kiss, <laughs> kiss caught me off guard when Tony <laughs> yeah, did that. Yeah. I saw it, I was like, okay. <laughs> but, and Taz, bro, he was like, it's like, well, we've seen it all. Headlock, let him go. Taz, Taz is, he's so underrated, bro. His commentary, like, he's funny in the way he can break down every type of suplex, every move, what part of your body it affects. Taz is definitely up there and, and the best ever, bro. Taz reminds me of Tony Romo commentating in the NFL, but mm-hmm. arguably, arguably better. Mm-hmm. And it's just Taz knows Taz used to wrestle, but yeah, I think it was the right move for Soraya to win. But I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Storm keeps chasing and eventually gets that moment. But yeah, I mean, no real complaints about this at all. All work, just a good match. Yeah, I do believe that because Soraya already said that she cannot work like a full full time schedule. So I feel like they kind of just gave her the belt, being that it was at Wembley, like a you know sentimental feel good moment. And I do think Tony Storm is going to end up being the face of AEW Women's Division sooner or later, rather than later, because she's already a two, she's already a former two time women's champion. So, you know, she definitely I feel like they're going to end up giving her the belt back. And then last but not least, man, the main event, the AEW World Championship, Samoa Joe versus MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, CJ, you can start this one. What did you think about this match? A little slower for my taste, but still good. And I guess just a quick sidebar. Every wrestling company and industry or company has their own style, right? New Japan is different from WWE. AEW is different from WWE and et cetera. I just definitely notice, and, and, and I'm not this is just my opinion. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. There are people out there that like AEW better than WWE to each their own. Mm-hmm. But I think AEW is just more consistent with their promo segments than they are sometimes with their math quality. That's I guess maybe that's a hot take for me. That that's crazy because most people when they talk about AEW, they say that they don't focus too much on storytelling and they only focus on in-ring quality. So that's a that that's crazy that you said that. It's not, I mean, I'm not going against it, but that that's going to bring up some discussion. I guarantee it. Oh, and again, I, this is just my opinion. I'm not saying my opinion is the right opinion. This is just what resonates with me. And again, not to beat a dead horse, I've always been an AEW casual fan. Mm-hmm. I've really only kept up with the big stuff. I've really started kind of fully diving in with MJF and Adam Cole's storyline. And now MJF and Samoa Joe. The match was just slower than what I would like to be. And maybe I'm just saying that because I watched Joe and NXT and WWE first, and he was just much faster, fast, more fast-paced matches. But it doesn't change the fact that it was a good match and it was a good storytelling. And I like and I'm glad that Max won by cheating, you know, by using whatever it was, hog tie, whatever, yeah. to choke out, to choke out Joe. Because I saw this the picture 
of Heat is an MJF makes Samoa Joe go to sleep. And I'm like, I don't know how to feel about that if he actually beat Joe by submission clean. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw that he did it dirty, and, and, I, and I, I called it, I said, if, if Max is going to win, there's going to be some involvement. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm got involved. I called that. But I'm, I'm glad he won that way. Mm-hmm. I have a little mixed feelings, though, about Joe shaking his hand after the match of respect because Max didn't beat him. Mm-hmm. In my mind, that usually happens when you're beat clean. Brock did it to Cody, even though that wasn't that wasn't in the script. But yeah, Max winning is the right move. I know we talked about many possibilities from the outcome of this match, but Joe's going to be fine. He he didn't lose clean, and he's still a champion. Mm-hmm. This says this doesn't hurt Joe. This benefits Max more, but it doesn't hurt Joe. But yeah, it's just slower than what I would like it to be. And kind of same thing with Eddie and Claudio. That was slower than what I would like it to be, but still hard hitting. But that's just my style, man. I mean, like, I like some slow burners resonate with me. I like a bit of a buildup at times or just fast-paced, hard-hitting action. Mm. I mean, but everybody's preference are different, different but I, I, those are my only slight complaints. But it would still be a good, solid main event. Yeah, I would say the only complaint I have is the spot where Samoa Joe hit the nut shot on MJF. And then he did the muscle buster. I feel like that was too, like, kicking out of the muscle buster is, like, hard alone. Like, extremely hard alone. And I have the nut shot before. It was kind of, like, a little, like, slightly just unbelievable to me. But maybe that's what they were going for, you know? I don't know. But that's the only complaint I would have. Now, the spot where Samoa Joe, it was like a, he, like, put MJF on on his back on on the ring apron. Did you see that? It was like some sort of sort of like slam, yeah. The fire was carried. That yeah, yeah. Like that that was insane. Ah, that looked slightly botched, and that had to hurt MJF, bro. Because the way his back came down, bro. Well, that's the hardest part of the ring. I mean, they say it all the time in WWE. So, yeah, that hurt. That actually made me once a little bit. Yeah, that's why I feel like was that spot necessary? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. But, you know, Samoa Joe is obviously going to take risk. MJF literally lives for this, so he's going to take risk too. But, yeah, overall, I thought I thought the match was good. I will say it was slow. But I feel like the reason it was slow is because it was also more of a storytelling match too in this case. Um, I'm honestly curious to see what they're going to do with this Roderick Strong situation because the TV he's been putting on is hilarious with the neck brace and everything. I want to see how he's going to end up fitting into this Adam Cole MJF title situation. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, it's hilarious to me, bro. And he beat, like, Roger Strong, he wears the neck brace in public, like, when he's not uh, on TV. So he's selling the bit. So I just want to see where this ends up. Because um, more tension is starting to come between MJF and uh, Adam Cole. And they're supposed to defend the... Um, ROH Tag Team Championships. I think they're defending against the Righteous, I believe. I think the Righteous just beat the Hardy Boys, did they not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to face MJF and Adam McCole, I think, at Wrestle Dream, maybe? But Roderick Strong's doing a good job as part of the storyline. And I say that because it's annoying me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just, he was perfectly fine mm-hmm. on that episode of Dynamite. Sees Adam goes oh, and falls down, and then they're just—I forget those guys' names—but they're just gaslighting Adam. Just, oh, yeah, Matt Taven and all. Uh, 
Oh, I forget the other guy's name. Yeah, but right. But you did this. You've done enough. I'm like, he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Mike Bennett, yeah. Matt Damon, Mike Bennett, I think. Right, and, and I mean, Roger is perfectly fine. And just ouchie, my neck. Adam's here. <laughs> just, it just, but but if, but if it's getting that reaction out of me, then that so, says that Roger's doing a good job. Yeah. So I mean. I'm curious to where it goes to. I, I would like to see Roger versus Adam, Roger versus MJF. Uh, give us Roger versus Samoa Joe if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now they had a match for the uh, AW Eliminator tournament. That, that's right. I forgot I about that match though. I wouldn't mind seeing it again. That was that was that was a good TV match, man. Yeah, I like to see it too. But yeah, I think Grand Slam was great. Good on AEW. It seems like they're. I mean, they're just continuing to maintain success despite their backstage drama the CM Punk situation when all that happened. But, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep up with AEW more, 100%. Yeah, and, hey, man, there's been some uh, some rumors and sources that are saying we might see Adam Copeland at Wrestle Dream on October 1st, I think it is. Because his uh, WWE contract ends up late September. So if he were to make a big appearance for AEW, it would most likely be at Wrestle Dream. Which that card is getting stacked up to be a great card. I'm excited for that. Um, Swerve and Hangman are gonna have a match there. Danielson and Zack Saber Jr. We're getting uh, I think it's Kota Ibushi versus Kenoshe Takeshka, which is gonna be crazy. So one thing about Tony Khan, man, he'll give us a he'll give you a good pay per view or he'll give you a good Grand Slam. You know, we talked about it. You know, a month ago when we did that episode on Edge's Master Sheamus. It's possible. And I saw a clip, too. I, I forgot what pay-per-view it was or even what event it was. Maybe it was just Dynamite or Collision. I can't remember. But they asked Christian. They said, so Adam Copeland has just finished his contract. Any chance that he joins you with AEW? And he just straight up said, it's like, first of all, the only thing, the only friend I have is Luchasaurus. The only friend I talk about is Luchasaurus. And the only thing I care about is the TNT championship. He's, I mean, but he's doing, he's doing his best work in his career, in my opinion, right now. It's hard to disagree with that because he's given the freedom and he's given a chance versus he wins the World Heavyweight Championship in WWE and he only held the title for six reigns. No, he only held the title for two days because mm-hmm. SmackDown was taped on Tuesdays at the time. So yeah, yeah. I, it's hard. It's hard to argue with you. Yeah. The way it's different, different Christian. He's just a great. He's just great at being horrible, man. That's all it is. Like, I wish we got to have seen this Christian in WWE. What's the goal, you know? Yeah, I might regret this, but just... How's everyone's dad doing? <laughs> bro, he is... Bro, it, it he is insane. He's insane. No one's dad is safe when Christian is around. And the fact that he's not even... He's not even the TNT champion. It's literally Luchasaurus is the actual TNT champion. He just carries the ball around like he's a TNT champion. And he says he's a TNT champion. It's just great TV, man. There, When AEW tries, when Tony Khan wants to write good television, he can write good television. And I'm hoping that because they're supposed to switch to a 12, a 12 um, like a pay-per-view every month, like WWE kind of does, because I think they're going to get signed to Max soon. So we're supposed to get an AEW pay-per-view like once a month now. So I'm hoping that'll uh provoke Tony Khan to keep long-term stories going on. 
Because a lot of the times with Dynamites, they just seem like they're just matches thrown together that don't really have a story just for the sake of being matches. So I'm hoping that this will force him to create long-term stories that go on and on and on. So I don't know, man. It's definitely going to be a, a interesting time, but we'll see for sure. We'll see. But uh, that's all my thoughts on Grand Slam and just kind of just what's going on in AEW period. Yeah, we appreciate you guys for tuning in for this one. We'll see y'all in the next one. I'm Johnny King. Thank God for wrestling. I'm CJ McClure, and from the bottom of my heart, man, thank you guys for the support on the last AEW video. Brought a smile to my face. We got to 100 views. So we're going to do more AEW content for you guys. Thank God for wrestling. Yeah, 100 views. Let's say that again. 100 views. We really do appreciate that, man. And everybody who subscribed, we appreciate that too. But yeah, man, we'll see you on the next one.